As a professional mascot, one of the hardest things is finding creative props and toys to use while you're performing. It's hard unless you visit the store at GameOps.com. My friends over at GameOps.com have dozens of mascot-related products. Okay, here's an example. You're working on a proposal skit. They have a giant engagement ring prop to make the joke even bigger. There's plenty more at the store, so visit the store, GameOps.com, and take a look. It's awesome, man. They have everything. Check it out. Hold on. Hold on. I'm looking how to do this. Hey, there you are. <laughs> what? up? Okay. Can I turn this like that? And am I still standing right side up, down? There you go. Yep. I got a little wider view there. Love it. There you go. You know, in show business, it's all about the ego. So I'm going to see how much of me I can get in here. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, everybody talks about my big head. I'm like, are you talking about yeah. which one of you? You know, <laughs> so yeah, How as mascots, we always deal with that. Yeah, that looks great. Yeah, you look great, man. You, you've been no, a busy please. man. Yes. Today, uh, at least. So how cool is that? Is that all right? Oh, you look great. Yeah. If I showed you the, you know, it's always strategic, right? Oh, look, every, hold on, hold on, ready? Okay. Oh, fixed. But if I turn it around, you look, oh my gosh, life in our world isn't life all about, um, well, the success in any life, people will tell you consistency, right? Right. Because even a blind squirrel gets a nut every once in a while. Right. But adapting to change. Anybody in life who can balance between consistency and adapting to change and being able to move with the changes, but still being consistent will find success. That's a great point. That's a great point to start out with because people always ask me, so how'd you make it 31 years in the business? And uh, you, you were know. an overnight <laughs> success, 31 years in the making. Right. <laughs> That's great. You got to <laughs> adapt, man. You have to adapt and uh, with all the changes and Man, PC and, you know, just you things that, you're, that, that, that are coming at you all the time. You know, you have to be aware of this and aware of that. And then your surroundings and know your audience and on and on and on. So, yeah. Well, you, you just said some key things there. Um, so, uh, I don't know if, okay, let me, let's make sure everyone knows. I'm Bello Knock. I'm the guy with the tall hair. Um, oh, hold on. Oh. Did I lose you? Did I lose you? Oh, you're there. You're there. Okay. Wait, um, can I, can I? What? What I had just said was the most important thing that I ever will say, but I forgot. No, I'm kidding. Uh-oh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Don't go away. I know you're recording. Let me make sure the person who's calling me is right outside that door. Don't go away. Okay. Yep. No worries. That's Wait, funny. is it more about me? I forgot. I'm back. Yes. Yes. Hey, while, while uh, you're just getting settled back in here, look, I, I've got something here on you right here. Okay. Okay. So- you may recognize it. Here's the introduction. Okay. You may recognize him from one of his many appearances on America's Got Talent or his many years headlining the greatest show on earth. Bellows trademark blend of endearing comedy and jaw dropping daredevil stunts has made him one of the most unique and exciting entertainers in the world today. No doubt. He has been seen by over a hundred million audience members in over 20 thousand live performances 20,000 live performances okay just take note of that 
as well as generated millions of views on TV and social media. Time Magazine included Bello in their, in their list of America's best artists and entertainers. And the list goes on here. You've seen them on Impractical Jokers. America's Got Talent. World's Got Talent. Uh, Go Big Show. Universal Studios, WWE, Feld Entertainment, Walt Disney, Cirque du Soleil, MGM Resort, Resorts. Uh, he's got multiple Guinness World Records. He's been awarded the IAPA Brass Ring. He is a Drama Desk Award nominee. And another one is he, he's been awarded the Mont- Monte Carlo, yeah. Monte Carlo International Festival Gold Clown Award. Amazing. And that's wow. probably just the Thank tip you. of the iceberg. You've seen Thank him. You. I mean, you, you've got videos, you've got these stunts, uh, uh, you know, hanging from a helicopter, flying around the uh, Statue of Liberty. I mean, I, I, that again, I'm just blown away the more I learn about you. <laughs> so, and Ken, not only you. that, he has appeared at Mascot Conference in Salt Lake. So, yeah, that's. Uh, Thank you, brother. That's the tie-in here, and so you know when I got to when I got an opportunity to to speak with you, I thought you'd be a great guest on uh, on my podcast here because what you do is 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 very much along the lines of what we do as mascots. So, Matt, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. What it, a great man. introduction. I don't time. know that I've ever heard it all in one spot, but thanks. <laughs> wow. Well. And, 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 you know, first of all, when we talked the other day, I really appreciated how, uh, you know, with all your busy schedule and all the stuff that you got going on here, what a guy to come to, to agree to come on and, and talk to me. I, I noticed right off the bat, you're not only a great performer, but a great person and, uh, and, and humble at the same Thank time. You. So, man, I appreciate it. Can I give that. you my wife's phone number and you call her and tell her that I'm tell her that for me? <laughs> Everybody needs props once in a while, huh? Get- can I, I, you know, I'm going to jump in and just tell you, cause I, I'm, you'll, you will get to know me. Um, I've never, I've never thought of my, uh, I've never, um, took myself so serious that other people don't. Right. And, um, I've never taken the offer. I've never not taken the opportunity to tell people what I'm thinking because it meaning everyone's going to have an opinion of how you should spend your money, how you should do what you do. Uh, And everyone's got an opinion, how you should change you. I don't, I like to be able to share. uh, Okay. There's the other side of it or everyone's got an opinion. They want to tell you about themselves, how great I am. And I just go, you know what? Here's out of everything that you said, accolades, awards, achievements, they were just gigs. They were just a contract. They were a date. Someone hired me. And the reason why they probably hired me is I probably got hired to do something else. And I was easygoing. And they said, oh, he was showed up on time. He was easygoing. He committed. He was there. I wonder if we can use him for this. Or, hey, Bello, would you be able to do this? And that's how you build experience because you can't teach it, right? Right. Uh, that's how you you get a gig from a gig and you get uh, your next gig from how you did this gig. You're only as good as your last failure. And it's amazing. You just listed off all those things. And there's some of it circus, some of it's TV, some of it's competition, magic, stunt, 
mascot. It's not that I don't say no to anything or I say yes to everything. No matter what I do, I just go at it with a, um, with like fun, joy. And I don't think I've ever stopped being the little kid watching it, whatever it is, for the first time. It's the whole reason why I got into this and love it. And if you have that approach, you can be digging the, the septic tank. And if you're having a good time doing it, you, it, you know, it, it passes, right? No matter how dirty, how unfun, no matter what the job is, how big the hurdle is, it passes. Tomorrow is another game. And it might be better and it might be worse. So enjoy it. <laughs> right. You know what? One of my first full-time assistants was 15 years old because he was just a good guy. He loved to have fun. <clears throat> and he was Johnny on the spot with everything. I ended up taking him to all-star games with me. Wow. You know, hey, man, wow. I'm going to put you on stage with me. I'm going to have you do this and this. We traveled uh, internationally. I mean, it was, you know, being that guy that will have fun, step in, help out, and and, and make the show better. Yeah. You're, that's what you're at 15, I can't imagine he was great at everything, right? It wasn't right. like he was a manager, a president. He wasn't the engineer. He wasn't the scientist. He wasn't MacGyver but he was there and had a great attitude because uh, attitude is better than aptitude any day. Right. Anybody listening to this, please get a pen and paper because I have a feeling <laughs> Bello's going to be spewing yeah. some words yeah. of wisdom here. You need to write this stuff no. down. No, 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 no. <laughs> pin it on the board. Look, get pen and, and paper. Cause we're so old. You <laughs> might have to remind us what we just said. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I didn't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Bella, you know, one of the things that I realized going into this is that I don't, I don't even know where to start with you. I mean, you're, you're a seventh generation performer. Seventh. Am I right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So seven generations to me, I am fortunate enough. I have three kids and three adopted kids. Um, my youngest daughter is the only one of my natural kids who truly, who follows in my footsteps. She's an eighth generation performer. Now there are two unbelievably important things that I want to make sure people know about that. One, when you come from generations, when your parents did it, mom and dad, mom did it. And that generation, the Italian side, and then the Swiss side circus, when they did it, it's not the easiest thing. It's a weight on your shoulders because you're always compared to your old man, your mom, your family, mm -hmm. your uncle, the legacy and the history. On the other hand, it's not that just because you come from it. One, are you naturally good at it? Are you going to be accepted? Are you going to enjoy it every day? Or uh, that someone's going to open the door and give you a job because, uh, you know, in life, there are gifted positions and earned positions. The gifted positions are few and far between, but just like a stand-up comic, people, the audience gives that stand-up comic or any one of us. It doesn't have to be just the stand-up comic. They'll give you, they'll give me the physical comic. They'll give you maybe a minute and a half, 90 seconds. After that, if you're not funny, so Mildred, what do you want to do after the game? So, hey, so, you know, the other, and you'll, you'll lose their attention. 
Yep. And so that gifted position, you have to earn it and you got to think about it. And uh, so uh, let me answer the question. You'll always have to refocus me, okay? <laughs> Seven generations of my family have been entertainers to me, eight generations to my daughter. My mom's side in Italy, they were opera singers, theater, um, the artisans, they were musicians. On my dad's side, the Swiss side, they founded Switzerland's first circus. It's still in existence today. It's called Circus Knock. <clears throat> and uh, one of Charlie Chaplin's sons, Eugene Chaplin, is the uh, creative director of the show. And uh, it still tours Switzerland. And it's um, basically in the format of like you would see a not a permanent resident show of a Cirque du Soleil, but a touring unit in that tent, maybe 1500 seats. And it's an it's a show that only tours Switzerland. Amazing. Wow. What a parents legacy. came to what America. Legacy. Yeah. Parents came to America to hit the big time. They were invited for one season to perform on Ringling Brothers at different acts, different times. They met, dated got married, had four boys. I'm the youngest of four boys. I, ironic, right? They were daredevils. They, they were the high wire walkers, flying trapeze. My dad invented a few acts, uh, the big sway pole that I do. And then that big hamster wheel. My dad was one of three men that together invented that apparatus. They were the aristocrats of circus. So the, well, there are families the Walendas, who are probably more famous, but for the wrong reasons. They had accidents and injuries or deaths, and you can get a lot of fame that way. My family's history was real stellar, safety record impeccable, but they were the aristocrats, no laughing at us, no joking. They were, it was drum roll, please. And they did their thing. And it was like, it was always the anchor act. It was the the finale act or the big draw. Well, here I come around. I am uh, bucktooth, pigeon-toed, red-haired, um, and knock-kneed. Um, I was a klutz, and nothing came natural to me at all except people laughing at me. I took it as people laughing with me. Um. If I didn't have the outlook that I have, I, I don't know that I had to learn it. My outlook is I got their attention. I'm making them laugh. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing it. And it, even if I wasn't good at it, it didn't stop me from trying it. My family's legacy history, all of them is they didn't do it in front of an audience until they knew they could do it a hundred times out of a hundred. Well, I never took any um, daring risks. Like I didn't go try to walk a wire or hang from a helicopter without knowing that. But as far as trying it or not being afraid to try it in front of a small audience or audience, um, never letting the risk of failure stop me. I, so I love that That's it. by the way. Yeah, no, I yeah. love that. And, and, and just, you know, this is, this is about you and I, I, I want to concentrate on you, but you know, this is such a great lesson. I, I love that. And I can't help, but just pinpoint this. This is such a great lesson. When I started my uh, mascotting, I was in high school and my brother, he was like, dude, you can't do that, man. 
you are going to embarrass me. And not only am am I going to beat you up, but everybody else in school is going to beat you up. But, you know, but I, as I got laughs and everything, you know, I, I, I thought they're here to see me. Yes. It was a high school thing. And then I found out that somebody had driven about maybe 30 minutes to come see Yes. Me perform, you know, now he was just a friend of family, you know, whatever, but, but he, the guy drove to that, see me and I was like, that 30 minutes probably was a total of five hours, a, a half hour to get ready, the hour, half hour to drive the two hour show the time to go home, the prep. Right. So right. that's a commitment. Yeah. Right. And somebody actually did that for me. And so from then on, I thought every, every game, every performance, every, everything, people were there to see me. Only. Yes, and, and that's the yes. way I presented myself at, at, you know, at games. And yeah, that's, that's, that's how I, you know, I, that's, that's how my presence was, you know? And so anyways, but um, what, a, you know, what a great lesson. And, and you took that rolled with it and, you know, became what you are and, and still becoming. So great. Thanks. Um, by the way, when you talk about uh, your daughter uh, last night, we were at a game and I'm flipping through the channels before the game and no joke, uh, go big. Comes go on. big. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's Bella's daughter. I'll, I'll put money on it right there. Yep. And it was just a split second. Yep. Yep. I mean, of course it was, but she come. I, yeah. And she was on the what wheel of death. Is, is that what you yes, call yes. the wheel of death? Yeah. yeah. So amazing. They lit it on fire and everything. I was just like, yeah, look, I'm, so i definitely want to do that someday so please yeah man uh, yeah yeah we will have to have uh one of your you know a conference here get your you you know just like with social media they say have your party have a party with my party um isn't that what our industry is i think we talked about it very uh very quickly just in conversation but i'm a product of a lot of people helped me and some they saw more of me than I may have seen in myself at times or even if it was reluctantly them rolling their eyes yes I'll open the trampoline for you or yes I'll go do it's another you know but people have helped me in places where my parents couldn't right my parents were Mm -hmm. the coach to what a lot of things that I do but it was things that they do Then there were things that I was interested in that my parents didn't do. And some people's insecurities will stop them from asking, uh, asking permission. How did you do that? Or can I carry your bag for you? Can I follow you on? I want to learn. And what can I do to just be your, you know, I'll carry your bag for you. Because what you will get at it, and don't ask for how much money am I getting paid at the end of the day, because you might get paid in experience points. Uh, you might be around for a conversation that you'd go, oh, wow, how, you know, that right there, that one nugget to put into a contract on a, uh, uh, to make a deal or whatever is worth the value of any contract, you know? You're right. You're right. You know, and it's, it's, it's when you share those things you know, it's all just good karma anyways. You know, we, t- yes. we talked about, you know, mascots sharing and, you know, I've learned from, you know, diff- in different ways that 
there are people out there that that do want to share and do want to help and and uh gosh do them right by that i've got people right now that are that are texting me hey i'm in college or hey i'm, I'm just starting out in the mascot business what can i do and uh you know i'm i love that they want to learn and i want to yes. share so yeah. yeah here you know along that i'm going to say something um i have helped plenty of people that have turned back and uh, um given gratitude a text, a call, a thank you, uh, a shout out. There are plenty of people who took what I gave them and never said thank you. They might even deny it. Now, it doesn't change who I am. Or there's a, there's a, a word I, I think I came up with called an asshole. An asshole is someone who keeps coming back. Sorry. And I love how when you say that, it just went yes. blank. <laughs> and ask a, that was censorship. The asshole is someone who repeatedly asks for advice and never uses it. Okay. So yeah. But do you know what it did for me? Do you know how, um, how much it helped me thinking about a situation? Because there's always, you know, history has a tendency to repeat itself. But there's always a new form of, oh, that is an old story, but in a new setting with new consequences, when they come to you with it, just the exercise of me going, well, this is what I would do helps me. So if you think it's like, I'm not going to help them. They're not going to thank you. They're you'll never get gratitude. You never get paid for it. You're helping yourself go through the exercise, help someone else. You're helping yourself. Great point. Great point. In that, can I ask you? Yeah. How, you know, as mascots, we, we, we come up with skits all the, I mean, we got to come up with, I mean, 42, 45 skits for the season. And sometimes, you know, you got back to backs and you got to prepare and you're sometimes they're big skits. Sometimes they're, um, you know, with big props, sometimes they're just timing little things on and on and on. Okay. And there's, and you have to, you have to figure all this out, but um, a lot of that we try and do ahead of time. Sometimes it's last minute. Sometimes there's current events and things like that. But for you, how do you go through, uh, what's your creative process for you? You're doing your, your, a lot of your stuff is live. Um, actually a lot. Of, yeah. Most of your performances are live. I have seen, you know, YouTube stuff that you've put out. Mm-hmm. Um, however, big stunts, big things like this. What's your creative process? Where do you come up with ideas and where do you, you know, how do you start to execute that, put that together? Funny, um, like anybody, um, if you know, there's a a band out there called Mercy Me, Bart Millard, their biggest hit, everyone has heard it. I can only imagine, right? Yep. And it is this deep, deep, no matter who you are, that song has a meaning to you. But he found that all through high school, He kept on notebooks on the inside, on the outside. He would write, he just write, I can only imagine. Not the tune, not the formula, not the story, not the movie, not anything. He just kept writing that. And then it all made sense because he wrote things next to it. One, and this was here and this. So the faintest ink is better than the sharpest memory. If you have a small idea, write it down. Um, there are times by, so everyone is digital these days, but if you run out of battery, you can't find it. If it's not in the cloud, you don't pay an extra nine ninety nine. You ain't getting it. You're right. Mm-hmm, yep. I always say, write it down. It's in a notebook. If you find that notebook six years later, and I've done it, 
you look through it and you go, what the heck was I? Oh, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Done the same thing. You might find something. You might go, ooh, that 20 years ago, you might see something that was a spark of an idea 20 years ago. Six years ago, you wrote it down or whatever. And then today's technology might make it affordable. And then today's gig might go, the need. They need a 30 second laugh. And I've got this, that, that. So you don't have to have the formula, the start. You, nobody writes their book start to finish sitting down. No one writes their skit from beginning to end. You may see something, you might, ooh, that got a laugh. But I also saw something on TikTok and I heard a friend tell a story, and you might go, ooh, ooh, ooh. And don't worry. If it's perfect, flush it out. Don't worry. I will say this. There is the only thing that people need to be concerned about is if it's, it usually has to know your audience in a setting of MBA is the same as a circus audience. It's the same as a TV audience on normal stuff. It's the same. It's a family environment. It might be funny. Me and you might as grown men we might tell each other an off-color joke, but you're not going to tell that same joke if there's women around, your mother's around, my daughter, right? A little mm -hmm. kid. So our industry has to be safe entertainment. And people will say, well, he's the bad boy of entertainment. He's the naughty. He pushes the boundaries a little bit. If this is where you're at, here's where you can push it. Right. Okay? Yeah. You're not going to go over here. Not all of a sudden, just because you like the Chris Rock or someone's filthy or someone's and it, ah, that's funny. And it was a laugh here. It's not for everyone. <clears throat> so knowing your audience and you just formula, here's what I'll say. There's no new idea out there. If you, if you see an idea and you just copy it, that's stealing. If you see an idea and you see someone else do it and you borrow from three different areas or if you, then that's research. If you yeah. see two people do it and you do it, that's research. Yeah, that is such a great point to make because there's so many guys out there that just want to copy. And right. there's there's things that, you know, we talked about a certain old school mascot. Uh, <laughs> Yes, God. Yes, that uh, man. One day he just chewed me out when I was just, you know, just new in this, and just oh, I was so fresh into the into the mascot world, so to speak. And uh, man, he, he we we brought him in, and he, gosh, just cornered me and pointing the finger and everything. You've stolen everything, everything that you do, everything that you've done, you stole from me. And I'm like. <laughs> wait i uh, i'm sorry you inspired me in a lot of ways absolutely but, but uh, you know hey i've had enough experience in my few years of being a mascot that i know that i i don't have your personality i don't have i'm not you you know i'm me i have my own personality and i've yeah i've taken some things from you but i've combined it with that over well, there and then, well, then i've made it my own Ken, I'm going to say this because boy, I'm I, when it comes to it, I'll call a spade a spade. Okay. So real simple. 
everyone you want to be held, you want to hold other people to a certain level, then you're going to be held to the same thing. And so is he. Give me, give me five minutes with the guy, show me anything he's done. And I can tell you where he got it from and where the origin is or how close it is. He didn't invent it either. Every, every one of us has been inspired by Charlie Chaplin and we Mm -hmm. could all be claimed by the family that we stole all his moves, but he didn't invent it. He got, he was inspired too. Laurel and Hardy, the Marx brothers, the three stooges. No, not every move is like, Oh, that was who's on first. No, we're not doing that. But the comedy comes in three and it's not three people. It could be the setup the cementing of it and then the comedy piece the hook right mm-hmm. now you mm-hmm. can call them whatever you want but even if two people even if you are one person by yourself comedy comes in three because you have to set up the joke there's a formula even if formulas work because they're formulas great bits are for, you people can't tell what the formula is but every comedy comes in threes now it's not mo larry curly because if Laurel and Hardy, you had the setting, you had the setup, you had, they established it. And then there was the punchline. That's it. When I do it, I, real simple, go look at any tape I do, any, any act. Am I hanging from a helicopter? Am I walking a wire? I'm climbing a sway pole. I'm running in the wheel. It's a death defying act. The setup is as I was walking up to it. I tripped. Mm -hmm. I wasn't good at the simplest thing. So then it goes, people go, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This idiot is going to climb up there. He didn't, he just tripped on the step and that's the setup. And and you see that on AGT. You say, you see what I mean is you see that in the judges faces when you, when you, when you're just watching it. Oh, wait, no, he's not going to do that. Wait, he's, you know, he can't. Yes. I, so exactly what you're saying. I is- might tell a really bad dad joke. I might tell a, like as I was walking there, or you do something, and people are like, "Okay, I'm not sure that this guy's for me." And then you go to you. Then you use what cements. Boom. Then you can keep them. Then oh, I'll go with the ride for you for a little bit, however long it is when. So- if I have an eight minute act and someone says you have three minutes. I will do that act in two minutes, 55 seconds and leave five seconds for applause, 10 seconds. But I'm not going to say to someone, oh, no, you know, I my act is eight minutes. There's only three minutes. Do it in 255 and have some time for the response. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. here, Here is another huge one. Okay, take it. Like you said, there was two bits of information that you gave on my bio. Forget about where I've worked, what I've done. A hundred thousand oh, it's now it's past that. Okay, a hundred thousand live audience members, not in the digital, not because some of these YouTubers will get that in a day on a video, right? Right. Okay, live audience, over twenty thousand live shows. Fifty-three years old, no accident, no injury, no broken bone, never hurt anything. Um, I'm, I'm laser focused when it comes to what I do. So take those two statistics and, um, ADD hit me. Those two statistics of all of that, the focus in what you do is more about the audience, not about me. 
And in a world where we can get caught up on my bit and I've been working on it and I practiced in my garage for 11 hours and it's eight minutes long, it's three minutes long. If someone says you got a minute and a half, that's the audience. If the audience needs to see you, it, you're about them. If, if they think, hey, that was the time, that was the bit, and you have them laughing, leave. Better let them wanting you to go on than rather than them wanting you to go. Yeah. Think I of any that. friend that stayed at the party or overstayed their welcome. Never be that in the performance. Never be that guy. I, I see so many mascots do that. They're trying to get that laugh. They're trying to get that attention. They're trying to stick around longer so that the people will love them more. And then I'm just Come like, back. no, no, bye. Come bye. back. Go, please. go, go. Please. You know, I, you ready I, for this? You know what I call it? What? Burnt popcorn. You never <laughs> make popcorn and you stick a hundred kernels in there and it goes pop, 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 pop. And it's about 50 of them. And you go, let's get a little more. Let's get a little more. And guess what? You yep. burn the popcorn. Yep. You try to, you try to use every last kernel popped, right? Yeah. And at the end you go, this tastes like, yeah, tastes like yep. burnt popcorn. Yep. That's it. <laughs> at the end, it, cause you never eat all the popcorn so ever. No, but I don't care how big your tub is, how small your tub is. You never eat all the popcorn, right? You're right. You're right. So, at the end, when you look down there and you go, hey, I still got some kernels left over. Better than, but it sure did taste great. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that is such a great analogy. When I first started this, one of my, uh, one of my guys that I would call all the time, and he, he actually helped in my hiring and everything, was a good guy. He was the Atlanta Hawk, Wayne Jordan. And uh, he, when we were talking about birthday parties especially, he goes, yeah. You're like chocolate, man. Too much. You're going to throw. Yes. Just, just yes. your chocolate, man. Don't just yes. give them some sweet and then go, you know, but you know, that's, that's that. But I love the popcorn, man. And, and, and so uh, the other thing that I want to touch on there is, is how you're like, leave five seconds for the clap at least, you know, because there's gotta be an ending. And I'm always saying, hey, you know, you got the beginning, you got the middle, you got the ending, but then you got to let people know it's time to clap. Yes. Yeah. There well, you go. Let you them clap. It. They want to clap. Now, our ego, it's for us. We live for that applause, that laughter, and that reaction. But what part of it, let's be honest, what part of it is the audience? The laughter, the applause, the reaction, that's them. Yeah. Give them room for them to do what they do. Yeah. That's it. it, it it's magic. It's so simple, but it's, <laughs> it's crucial. Yeah. I love well, it. Hey, and okay. I have one more about crucial there because I, I love teaching and people someday, you, you, me, um, uh, we'll get our group together and do our own version of uh, a mascot. You down here. Um, but this is something that, that matters to me. Applause, my dad taught me, applause is like money in the bank. And real simple. I heard something once, um, different types. It's almost like your age when you change, your taste changes. And you're like, when I was younger, I didn't like mustard. Now I can tolerate it. Pretty soon I'll love it, right? Who knows? Mm -hmm. So I heard Chris Rock once say, 
unless you are signing my check, I don't care if you laugh at my joke. I don't care what you think of my material. I don't care. And this is about 25, 30 years ago, I heard this. And I thought, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. Because the audience, they are what determines if it's funny or not. Now I've realized you may never get the audience until the guy who's writing the check, who makes the decisions, the manager, the person who isn't funny. But when you win him over and he likes you and he trusts you, then you'll get the audience. Yes, you can make a hundred thousand people yeah. laugh, but if you tell you get him to put you in front of the hundred thousand, you're not getting there, right? Right. So the audience of one is more important than any number. Then, <laughs> real simple, in the circus, in the NBA, in the movie—I don't care what live performance—the dude who hired you, while you're working, he has another job, counting the money. Counting the books, managing the area. He's busy doing something else. He does not have time to sit there and go, oh, oh, I'm watching the guy. Hey, everyone, I'm going to stop counting the million dollars or the $10 that I had to make tonight to pay you. I'm going to stop all that important stuff just so I can go be entertained. You know when that guy's entertained? At night when everyone, when he's in back counting the money, signing checks, he's busy, he's in his office, and he can hear the roar of an audience. He can hear the laughter. He can hear it. Then he goes, I did that. He made that decision. He hired you. He said, yes, that's when, that's how you make him the, the superstar. But I'll tell other, you know, I'm, I'll, I pick on myself. It's easier um, to, you know, to pick on yourself than other people doing it. You beat them mm -hmm. to the punch. Mm-hmm. When I'm working with other mascots, other entertainers, where I come in, I go, hey, guys, did you hear that three minutes of silence? That was me. All <laughs> <laughs> right. That would be the worst thing. In ever. If the guy hears dead silence out there, the guy who makes the decision, signs a check. If he hears dead silence out there or a mundane audience or no applause and he goes, "Who? who's on? What's that? I I don't need silence. He yeah. go, you go, right? That's it. Yeah. I, well, we've got people all the time. Uh, uh, sorry. We've got, uh, as mascots, we, we, we've got complaints all the time about management and we've got, uh, but we've got people all the time collaborating. Um, you know, how do we deal with management? How do we, you know, how do we get this or how do we get that? How do we get more? How do, you know, on and on and on. How do we deal with, you know, th these situations, whatever with management and t to your point there, First of all, I hope people are listening to that. Second of all, you know, as an example, I had a, a CMO, former CMO, tell me somewhat recently, he goes, I had all kinds of issues with you. And and, and that's very true because I almost, you know, he, sure, we all, he, he had me, you know, sign that little paper every once in a while, you know, <laughs> call, getting called into his office here, sign right here. You know, this is a written warning there. And uh, so I had plenty of those. But he goes, the reason why uh, that never went any further than that is because I could not deny the fact that while I'm sitting there and I'm observing a game, I've got all, everybody, when you're out there, I've got everybody except those few diehard fans that are watching the, 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 the team, the game or whatever. But he says, I'm telling you, you could command a crowd. And he says, and even bigger. 
my child was glued to you. <laughs> that's, that's it. And you know, my he's like, my child loves <laughs> you still, you know. Now you 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 don't need me to tell you this, but you were given a gift that you can do that. You're famous for it. If you never did a single thing again in your life, everyone who knows, everyone who's seen you work and all that, you have have that gift. Okay. Not everyone is on their first day. You may not have had that gift or some, maybe you did, maybe it was a, 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 you know, a real gift, but everyone's got to start at the bottom of the ramp to get to their launch, right? A, a ramp with too much pitch like this is just a brick wall. And if it just stays like this, just the road. Okay. Yeah. So everyone's going to have their first day. You may not be great at it, but your attitude, whether you are thanking the people who helped you get the, the janitor in back who swept the floors before everyone showed up, he's going to clean up tonight. The guy who it takes a team to make you shine to give you the spotlight, spotlight operators, cue people, advertisers, the, the agency, the, 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 the people who agreed to pay that much money for your mascot to get whatever it is, they want to feel included. They want to go home and tell their kid, yes, I, I worked with him. I did that. Now, yes, you get all the spotlight. You get all, oh, man, oh, Ken was great. He was, da, 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 da. but include those other people so they don't feel like, the loser who says, yeah, I helped him to start him and he never thanked me. And it was all, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And that's when shake hands with all the people behind the scenes and on the day that you sucked, they'll still back. You You should have seen him yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. That's so true. Uh, You know what? I want to switch gears here just a little bit and go back to something else. You said with all the performances that you've had, no injuries. I talked to our friend, Scott Hessington the other day, and he, one of the things that he took away from that mascot conference is he told me, he says, you know, we all get together. And I, you know, I know this so well, we all get together as mascots and we start puffing our chests out and flexing a little bit on uh, what kind of injuries we've had. And, you know, this and that, and, you know, I, I did this stunt and I, you know, I ended now, and of course I've done that too. And, uh, you know, I've had my share of injuries and to the point where my, you know, some of my worst were, uh, a couple of my worst were, um, you know, breaking a shoulder and dislocating a hip. And at the yeah. same time, uh, and, and on another one, I, uh, I broke my back, ended up in the hospital, you know, things like that. So now all these guys, I mean, really, uh, it, 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 Scott said at that point, when you said, Hey, if I'm, if I'm getting hurt, then I'm not doing my job correctly absolutely and i i I think that's the way he put it and it makes so much sense to me thank thank you for that it's a great memory and i'm going to tell you there i share the things that i think are going to help people be a success so write this down pete you know it's like if you and i want to share because i'm a product of people who share okay so here's something that's real important the people who make those decisions um, they have to balance everything, not just the checkbook and not just your check. They got to check, balance everything. So if you're getting huge laughs 
but it costs an ambulance ride or the, you know, accident here and an injury here, it all balances out. They don't need that. Right. And so you become from an asset, you become a liability. So better take the safe joke, better take it easy and get a, a good laugh than a huge laugh. And you hurt someone, insulted someone, hurt someone's feelings and hurt yourself because then you become the guys, Jim Belushi, John Belushi, huge, huge, right? Chris mm -hmm. um, Farley, huge, but they died at a young age and they burnt out. Yep. The ones that are around, look at that, man. Paul McCartney, been around. Elton John, been around. Go be those people and just keep that nice level and it's trusted and they're around, they're around, they're around. The comedians that will, you know what? I liked him. And then you get your parents, the dad, you get the generation of the little kid going, hey, dad, you got to see this new guy. And he's like, new guy. And that guy was around when I was, you know, and that's <laughs> longevity because people want to associate with what they can trust. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Such great advice. Here, in our industry, we might hurt ourselves. We might broke a, break a bone and you might bruise your ego, okay? From a, a joke that you thought was going to be killer and it died, okay? Yeah. There's a balance. You don't have to go like, hey, I've had these injuries. You don't want to lie and say you never had the injuries. But when you start talking about all the injuries you had, they're failures. And the guy who hires you might just go, eh. Too many accidents, too many injuries. He's never, because age, we're only, you know, mm -hmm, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you don't want to be, a, a guy who's hurt too many times might be hired as a, a consultant. But after that, eh, 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 you, let's go get the young guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. New, and, and new set of dice. They might, oh, these dice ain't working. Let's get a new set of dice. <laughs> That's so true. I, I, and I don't, I mean, I can't understand how I can't fathom, <laughs> you know, the, the Guinness world records that you've had and, and all the stunts that you've done to, you know, to really not have anything serious happen to you. I'm sure you've had bumps and bruises here and there, Constant. you know, but, Dude, but I mean, let, I, let I me saw your trampoline this. thing, man. I'm like, Oh yeah. geez. That's awesome. The shower at the end of the night, you always feels different than the one in the morning. You know, you are sore. You know, it's going to, in the morning, you're like, Ooh, I tell myself, Ooh, tonight's shower is going to hurt. I'm going to be sore. I'm going to, but I never took the ambulance ride home. Now accidents happen. You can't blame anybody for that. You can blame them for repeated accidents. Yep. That's it. Then yep. you just go, all right. I mean, and for not know, being prepared. That's you know, it. Not oh, thinking absolutely. through. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I learned a hard lesson when I broke my back, my trampoline, I was, I was, you know, hitting the trampoline to do a dunk and the trampoline slid just a little yes. bit, you know, yes. I had never even thought of that. I had never known I know. that that could actually happen and what it would do, you know, and I was going over eight dancers to dunk and wow. it, you know, wow. I was like, okay, I got up there. And I did not travel and I was coming down. So yeah. I had to maneuver myself to, you know, yeah. throw an arm and go to the side, tuck and roll as much as I could. Yes. I ended up smacking the floor with my lower back, breaking it. But from then on, I either had somebody holding my trampoline. That's it. Check. Mm -hmm. Yes. It didn't mm -hmm. happen again and again and again. Yep. Yep. So, 
yeah, learn my lesson on that one. And, and yeah, anyways, but it, you know, um, there's, I want to, I just want to, I mean, there's so much to you. I can't even <laughs> like, man, I'm telling you, just getting to know you, you, you speak five languages. I'm still five working language. on it. I'm still working on English. <laughs> How many instruments uh, do you play? 12. Uh, I can selfishly fluent on about 12 different musical instruments. I probably have a hundred of them and I might be able to play the scale on them. But I mean, you know, again, it's not like you, I'm going to take requests. I can play, but I'm self-taught. It was something I love doing and uh, that's it. And beyond that, I mean, look, so, so wait, first of all, what languages do you speak? Um, Spanish, fluent, perfect, Italian, because my mother was Italian, uh, Swiss, German, um, Swiss German, the, the, the mix, and, um, and then French. Uh, I dabble words, probably 50 words in maybe Japanese and Chinese and stuff like that. But again, I, when you travel around and you have access to them, I'll just tell you one thing I vowed at a very young age. You learn, you meet someone from another language. You always ask them for the three or four stupid bad words. Now, guess what? You can never use those words, right? So right. don't ask. Ask them how to say hello, goodbye, thank you, please, one more, stop, anything, yeah. anything. Nice to meet you because what happens when you, you know, the five, 10 bad words, four letter words. And then at the grocery store, someone says, oh, I'm from Colombia," And you go, hey, you can't use it. So don't, don't, right? I know. Um, I I, I, you know, some people, if they're going somewhere, they'll take a book. I've read three books in my life. The Bible, I've read um, um, a guy named AJ. If anybody, it's, uh, it's called the, the Art of Schmoozing. He was the guy who created Ronald McDonald, the franchise of it. And um it doesn't matter if you look down on it or whatever, go look up the book. It's the art of schmoozing. It's just great. And then probably the life story, um, uh, biography of Steve Martin, because here's a dude who did stand up, and he got so big in the seventies. He played stadiums, yeah, right? Another big hero of mine. Yeah, dude. And it's like the ventriloquist, another friend. Uh, a lot of these guys, they played, they used to play the, uh, the stand-up room, right? There might be 50 people, 100 people, 200 people. The furthest person away can see if your lips move. Then the guy gets so successful, he plays an arena. And then he plays a stadium. Dude, the closest seat can't see his lips, even if he was doing that. <laughs> but in his ventriloquist, who you can't see his lips. You can't see the dummy. But you're there. Success breeds success. And Absolutely. it was an overnight, like, you know, back in my day, Huey Lewis in the news, he was the first one I ever heard say, yeah, we're an overnight success, 30 years in the making. We've played every dive and now there's success and they're still playing them. Yeah. That's it. Amazing. Did you ever hear the statistics? The people who win the lottery, the financial money lottery, uh -huh. a year I... later usually have less than what when they started. Okay. Yeah. So success, if someone comes to us and say, and I, I want to be in your industry and I want to be big in the stunt world, I want to do the biggest fire burn, I want to do the highest high fall, and I want to be the mascot for yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone wants to be the top dog. A first day, they'll be gone tomorrow. Yeah. And if it took them six weeks to get success, they'll be gone in six weeks. Take 30 years, 
ride that success because you get there and then you have 30 year career dude that's 60 years (laughs) this is such a lesson i've tried to tell my you know instill in my boys you know heck and you talked about this at the beginning living a legacy and everything as my boys have gone into the nba you know as mascots man they've got such a challenge in front of them but they also want to be you know yeah at some points i mean you know just just human nature they want to they want to take over where i left off here's what here's what's great about your boys here's what's great about my family my my wife is the one who taught me this never feel obligated or entitled to follow in someone's footsteps right there's the this this life will chew you up we do our performing for free the moments in front of the audience that's free the travel the lifestyle the check into your hotel when it hey your plane arrived at you know 9 a.m and you get there and your hotel room isn't available until 3 30 but you got rehearsal at four and you got a gig at six and then you got to check out at 6 a.m tomorrow tomorrow night and friends are you're in town dude let's party and you go party i don't even have a place to stay i didn't even get to eat yet but i gotta practice you gotta that's what people pay you for that's right exactly right and if you no complain if you complain the guy ain't gonna hire you again your friends are gonna go dude you get to travel around the world yeah i'm sleeping in someone else's bed right yeah. the year before uh covid I had success, man. I spent 300 days out of that year away from home, sleeping in someone else's bed. Hampton Inn, Holiday Inn, apartment here, Airbnb, I don't care, it wasn't my bed, right? Right. When I got home, I don't even know where the light switch is in my own home, (laughs) right? Right. But if you complain, you're no good, you're ungrateful, this and that. But at the same time, that's that's the lifestyle. That's what they pay you for. That's exactly, yeah. That's showtime. Yeah, that's the platform. You know how many people would give their finger to be in the platform in the limelight? It's but who prepped for it? Who paid the dues? Who showed up? Who thought about? So you let's go back to the first question you asked me. How do you come up with your skits? I never turn this off because I'm always dreaming. And I'll, I'll I think I'm not going to say we can end on this. My battery might die, but I heard something not too long ago. And this is man. It changed my life. Artists create art, and that's a job. Their second job is they have to now convince people you want my art. So I don't care if you're a sculptor, if you're an artist, if you're you as an artist, me an artist, a comedian, a clown, uh, a musician, I don't care what you are. You create art, and the second job is to convince people you want my art, and then put a price on it. No matter what the price is, it's not enough, because it might offend me. Billionaires billionaires per capita all of them they find out what people want and they give them that yep but now they have to go take all that success and all that money and they have to go find themselves a hobby that will make them happy they have to find art with all that money they got to go buy art right i'd rather be the artist and i'd rather i'd rather do that you know there is balance there but be the artist and let people, when you find it, hey, they didn't like this. Doesn't mean your art's no good. Do you know how many big celebrities have to audition for a role? Even if their boss says, hey, 
hire this guy. Okay, send him to the audition. It's clear you're getting the gig, but you're, you're how are you going to make that person feel who's auditioning you? Because you may begrudgingly be get you'll get that job no matter if you're you know the big star. You may not get the next one. Right. Right. It's all how you treat people. It's all paying Amen. your dues. Yes. It's all, yes. you know, it's, it's all remembering who you are, where you came from, what you're there to do and who's paying the bills and, you know, and are you having fun? You know, and that's it. Dude. I mean, I, 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 I've said this on other podcasts and I've, I, I said this again last night to my son. Hey, you having fun? You having fun? Yeah. Yet? Have fun. You know, have fun. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, keep it simple, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll, I will tell you this. I was a young kid and I, I did hurt myself a few times, uh, because I mistaked playing around and comedy. Okay. When you're having a good time and you're spitballing, joking, playing around, that's different because that's no one's paying you for that when you're doing the job and you're doing comedy and when you're doing the show that that's a professional you're something someone can bank on so i probably i'm not going to say got hurt but i've had my failures when i confused the two i was at work doing comedy and i was playing around they don't mix yes enjoy the moment yes late flight not enough time a small audience that it, it's never their fault whatever it is enjoy it but don't be playing around when you're at work no one's successful in any job is successful if they're playing around at work and no matter how bad it is enjoy the moment because you may not get it tomorrow it may be gone tomorrow you may not get the opportunity or like i said if you're digging the sewer tank you know whatever that is mm -hmm. digging the ditch whatever unfun enjoy it it may not be around tomorrow you may love something this town was great this contract was great that audience is great it may be gone tomorrow enjoy it absolutely man there's so much that people could take out of this and i it's so funny because <laughs> as you're as you're talking i'm like oh yeah I was playing around at work there. Yeah, I yeah. Hold you, I was, you know, I mean, hold on. We don't fit in. Daredevils don't fit in a normal day society. Comedians, no. mascots, guys who we don't fit in a normal. We don't. Uh, we don't do uh, fifteen dollar an hours, and I'll work eight to forty hour a week. We don't do that. We don't. Yeah, there's no nine we, to five. We can't. We don't fit in. We would fail that in a, the. We wouldn't make it through a a first day of a normal job. Okay, blend in. What? But there's that other, there's that balance. Enjoy it. Yes. Are you playing around? No one's perfect. Yeah. That's how you find comedy here. And you can be the cut up. Um, scientists do say there's a study out there that the class clown was probably the most uh, genius one out there. And everyone works, you know, here's something that I always said, we'll end on this one, but here's something I want to tell you. Success is like beauty. It's in the eye of the beholder because success when you're a kid and you're going to school, just getting the A, A plus, that might be what gets people to work hard and practice or getting mom and dad to, you know, good job, right? 
mm-hmm. dude, I was happy when I got a D. I was that was success to me in, in normal school. But on the other hand, I could go do things that those are now money might be it. Hey, how much money do you make? How big is your audience? Where who have you worked for? Everyone has what their carrot on the end of the stick that drives them and motivates them. But your carrot may not be my carrot. I might want an apple and I don't like vegetable. I want a steak. I want a dollar. I want an attaboy. I want a pat on the back from my mom and my dad. Everyone's different. So don't let someone else's carrot distract you. And don't let someone else tell you, well, my carrot on my stick and you don't get a carrot. You're like, yeah, but I got enough money to buy as many carrots as I want. Do what it is that makes you happy for the reason why you're doing it. And don't get distracted by what someone else makes. Use that information. If you're doing a similar job, similar job as someone else, and you made a deal, this is something I will teach forever and live by it. If you, someone asks you how much for you to show up and do my party, my event, and you say 200 bucks, and you find out that there's five other guys making a thousand dollars, each one of them, a thousand dollars more than you. Don't be mad. Don't be mad. You said you wanted 200 bucks. Be happy with that. Use that information the next time you use it. Don't be, well, that guy's no good. Why is he making that much money? I've been doing it twice as long. Don't, don't go there. Enjoy it. Use that information. It is just information. That's and something to learn from. Learn from it, baby. That's it. Yeah. That, that's like checking your, you know, holding your trampoline so you don't break your back. That's it. You know, use that information. None of us know everything. I've failed more times than I can admit to it. In fact, I deny them all. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you, I've failed. I've messed yeah. up. And you know what? You've worked. You, people don't realize the work that goes into. I mean, you've got this huge facility, two facilities down there, something now where you're at. And I mean, to, to, to get to the point where you are, having traveled and having performed and having, you know, the, 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 the stunts that you've done to have facilities, to have all that stuff. There is so much work that goes into all that. And it's funny because I've had my boys just on a very, you know, scaled down level uh, tell me in different occasions, that's a, that's a lot more work than I thought. Or <laughs> I'm a lot more mentally tired than I thought I'd yes. be, you know, yes. and, and I'm like that, you know, you're learning here what goes into, you know, the bigger stuff, the more the work, the bigger the, you know, the bigger the dream, the more the work, the bigger the payoff, the, you know, it's just going, you know, you've gone, if anybody has gone big and, and, you know, 10 times to anything it's you and uh what a great example and what a great character and you know that you've created and uh and inside though i gotta tell you you know you've got uh, a great character on the inside as well so i thank you thank you so good to so good to talk to you so good to um you know get some get some words of wisdom here from you i it's oh it's really thanks thanks what a pleasure it's been yeah. Yeah. You have a great following and an audience. Let's do this. If people heard things and they need something explained or elaborated on, or if someone writes into you and has some great questions, 
have mm-hmm. them write in and let's schedule this again and let's answer those questions and we'll Done. try to be detailed and focused and not going squirrel, you know. In listening, I want to hear feedback. Give me questions. We'll do this again, right? All right. Later. Thanks to Bello Knock. And uh, thanks for listening to Between the Fur. I just want to lie.